Let us pray. And should not I spare Nineveh, that great city, wherein are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand, and also much cattle? Jonah 4, 11. Lord, protect my heart from casting judgment on others who may not be where I am in life. Lead my thoughts and my heart in the direction of your grace. When I feel angry and upset because others seem to be receiving blessings and grace, even though they may be living counterculture to your word, help me to realize that even in our brokenness, you still have a plan of redemption. As I listen to Jonah expose his prideful heart, I have decided to continue to live in humility, understanding that I am only one bad decision away from needing the same grace that Nineveh received. Because of this, I declare that I will not allow the worm of sin and despair to eat away at the shaded protection of God's grace for those who are in need of it. Thank you for second chances, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with me today. Continue listening for an incredible Bible story brought to you by BibleInAYear.com. Jonah and the Withered Tree In our last story, Jonah was appointed to preach to the great and wicked city of Nineveh. However, Jonah's hatred was deep. He would not help the people of Nineveh. He wanted them to perish. So Jonah ran from the will of God and boarded a ship towards Tarshish. God sent a storm to catch up to Jonah, and Jonah was taken by the sea. In the deep, he was then swallowed up by a large fish, and remained in its belly for three days. After crying out to God, Jonah was spat out onto shore. Now Jonah reluctantly completes his mission to go and preach repentance to Nineveh. Jonah expects them to continue in their wicked ways, but instead comes face to face with true humility. The wicked nation of Nineveh is about to display more holiness than the prophet of God himself, inspired by the book of Jonah. Hello, this is Jack Graham with today's episode of The Bible in a Year. In our previous episode, we heard how Jonah ran from God's call to preach repentance to Nineveh. He first ran away from God, but then he ran to God as God reached out and saved him. Though Jonah's heart was not merciful toward the Ninevites, God's grace to Jonah in the form of a fish who swallowed him and kept him from drowning in the sea was truly amazing and supernatural. Jonah cried out in praise and adoration of God, acknowledging that salvation comes only from the Lord. After three days, the fish vomited the prophet out safely onto the land. Today, we'll discover how Nineveh responded to God's word and see if Jonah's heart towards these wicked people had indeed changed. Let's now hear this remarkable story. Jonah lay on the beach, exhausted and unable to move. He lay with his face towards the sun. He never thought he would see it again. 
For three days he was trapped in the belly of an underwater beast. His garments still smelt of rotten fish, and his skin was scarred from soaking in stomach acid. Although Jonah was thankful to be alive, he was not excited for the journey ahead. There, as Jonah lay on the sand, feeling the water caress his bare feet, the Lord spoke to him again. Rise up, Jonah! Go to Nineveh, the massive city inland, and tell them that judgment is coming if they do not turn from their wicked ways. Jonah was still filled with hatred for Nineveh, but he would not run from the will of God again. So he picked himself up and traveled towards Nineveh. He traveled for three days, huffing and puffing his way to the great city. Nineveh represented many great nations of Jonah's day. It was hundreds of miles long and had massive towers looming over the people below. Jonah entered the city's gates. Walking the streets, he could see traders bartering in the alleys. He saw soldiers roughing up thieves and women beckoning young men into their brothels. Jonah hated them. He could not fathom such a wicked and debased people turning from their ways. They would always be the same. They would never change. Jonah huffed his way through the city streets for an entire day, making his way towards the main part of the city. Jonah glared at everyone he saw. He would make his message brief and then leave to watch the city burn. Nineveh has forty days and forty days only. The city shall be overthrown, he yelled for all to hear. He yelled it for word to spread, and spread it did. Word immediately reached the king of Nineveh. What followed was beyond Jonah's comprehension. Jonah watched as the entire city began to weep. Those short words struck a collective chord in the heart of Nineveh. It was almost as if the words of God had been speaking to them for years, and now all they needed was a little push. Jonah was amazed as the culture of Nineveh switched in a matter of hours. People began to worship God and cover themselves in ash as a sign of mourning. People fasted and prayed to the Lord for forgiveness. Brothers who fought reconciled and past wrongs were forgiven. The most powerful and the poorest of the city were repenting, and Jonah could hardly believe it. The king himself arose from his throne, removed his robe, and clothed himself in sackcloth as a sign of repentance. He stood in front of his city and said, By my decree, let no man or animal eat or drink during this time, and let us cry out to the mighty God for forgiveness. Jonah watched among the crowd as the king spoke. The once wicked tyrant of Nineveh seemed to be broken and humble. He was a new man, preaching to his people a message of faith and humility. Let us all turn from violence and hatred. Perhaps then God may relent and turn his anger away from us. The king's words filled God with joy and gladness. Yet they filled Jonah with rage and displeasure. Jonah's blood boiled, and he set his gaze towards a hill overlooking the city. He climbed in and sat on a rock with his arms crossed. There he waited to see if God would destroy the city. He did not. Jonah threw a stone towards the city in anger. He beat his chest and looked up to God. Do you know why I fled from you on that boat to Tarshish? Jonah asked accusingly. Because I knew you are loving and patient and willing to forgive. 
and I did not want to see you spare such a wicked people. Jonah raged in front of God. Is it right for you to have this anger? God asked gently. A deep anger infected Jonah's heart. He tired himself out yelling at God, and then fell beside a tree. He rested his back against its trunk, and looked up to see it produced wonderful shade to escape the heat. The tree provided covering and peace for Jonah's raging mind. He breathed in deeply and closed his eyes. In that moment, he loved that tree more than anything else on earth. He let his mind wander, dreaming over simpler times. The tree enveloped him in shade, shielding him from the scorching sun above. As Jonah rested in its arms, he fell into a deep and peaceful sleep. That night, the Lord appointed a little servant to visit Jonah and the tree. A tiny worm was sent by God to gnaw at the tree's roots underground. It infected the tree and caused its leaves to wither and fall. The once beautiful tree crumbled into itself while Jonah was asleep. Morning came and Jonah was awakened by a scorching east wind. It blew hot air, churning up dust and leaves to choke Jonah's breath. Jonah stumbled to his feet and looked up at the tree. His beautiful safe haven was destroyed. The sun beat down on Jonah's head and his neck began to burn. The hot wind made his lips crack and the sun was growing more and more hot. Jonah yelled to the sky and fell to his knees. He beat his fists on the dusty earth and wept. It would be better for me to just die, Jonah screamed. The sun was still beating down on Jonah and he missed the tree's shade by the second. Are you justified in your anger about the plant? God asked Jonah. Jonah glared up at God. Yes, he screeched. Jonah's eyes were deep red and his brow furrowed as he spoke. I am angry enough to desire death. God replied to Jonah, this time with more force behind his words. You pity this plant for which you did not plant. You did not help it grow. You did not water it or care for it. Yet you loved it and wanted it to live. Should I not care more for Nineveh? It is not a plant, but a city with more than 120,000 people who do not know what is right or wrong. Shouldn't I care more for them than your precious tree? In this incredible passage of Scripture, Jonah now is back on dry land. After three days in the belly of the great fish, Jonah was restored by God so that he could accomplish the mission the Lord had given him. But though he was grateful for the Lord's protection of him, Jonah was still not ready to take a message of repentance to the Ninevites. He could not understand or see why God would want to rescue these terrible Gentile people, these evil people, or how God could deliver salvation to these people. Jonah was indeed a reluctant prophet. But finally, he began his journey to Nineveh. It was not a small village. It was a major metropolis for the time a huge city filled with many people, and the wickedness was so great that one could only imagine it was disgusting to Jonah as he walked from one side of the city to the other, giving voice to God's warning, you have 40 days, then Nineveh will fail. He said it again and again, you have 40 days, then Nineveh will fall. These were dangerous words for a Hebrew prophet to shout out for all to hear in a very pagan city a city known for their evil against their enemies. Jonah was sure his warnings would fall on deaf ears, 
More than that, it seems like he was counting on it and even wanted it. Unlike God, who desired true repentance and revival among these people, Jonah wished only to do his job, sit back, and watch God destroy the city. This is a good time for us to all reflect upon our heart towards people that are far from God. Do we have the heart of God to share the good news of salvation and repentance? Are we willing to take the message of Jesus Christ to the world, even though none of us deserve it? As Christians, may we never be content to keep this good news to ourselves, but may we always bring the message that God has given us. God has called us to be ambassadors for Christ. May we be faithful ambassadors for Him. This was the condition of Jonah's heart as he went through Nineveh, declaring God's impending judgment. But, to his amazement, the Ninevites heard the warning, and they were convicted. And the king ordered the people to fast and mourn. He then called all the citizens to turn from evil and violence in hopes that God would relent and not bring judgment to the city. God saw the condition and contrition of the Ninevites. He had mercy on them and spared the city from his wrath. God did what he always does when people cry out in repentance and faith. He has mercy and forgiveness available. But Jonah didn't like it. He was bitter and angry. He prayed to God, telling him that this was why he didn't want to come in the first place. In Jonah 4.2, we hear the words from this pouting prophet, Jonah. For I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from danger. Rather than praising God for his greatness and his grace, Jonah spoke these words as an accusation. He was angry. He was bitter. But he even went further. Rather than rejoice in hearts changed by the power of God and lives spared from destruction, Jonah asked God to take his life rather than leave him to see what was happening in Nineveh. It appears that too often we want justice for others but mercy for ourselves. This is, in essence, what Jonah wanted. He wanted God's mercy but was unwilling to share God's forgiveness to others. We must always make sure in our own lives who have received God's grace and goodness that we are open to sharing the gospel with anyone and everyone. There is no person too far gone for God to save when that person repents and receives the Lord Jesus Christ. God confronted Jonah for his attitude, asking if he felt justified in his anger. Jonah was too exhausted to respond or fight, and he fell under a plant to rest. The plant's leaves gave him shade from the brutal sun, and he slept. But early in the morning hours, God sent a worm to eat away at the plant, exposing Jonah to the sun and wind that beat down upon him. Once again, Jonah cried out to God, asking to die. God asked if it was right for him to be angry, and Jonah said yes. He felt completely justified, and again, he pled to die. But rather than give Jonah his wish, God mercifully, but firmly, like a loving parent who corrects a spoiled child, used this to show Jonah why he, the God that created both the plant and every person living in Nineveh, cared so much for the 120,000 souls who needed to be turned to the Lord. Think about it. An entire city of 120,000 people revived, repentant, and changed. At this point, we don't hear Jonah's response or really know where he went from there. This is no accident. 
God shows us in Jonah that we're to care for those for whom he cares, that we're to love the people that he loves, that we should always pray, God, give me a broken heart for broken people. If we are to follow the heart of God and to share the good news of Jesus Christ, his death and burial and resurrection, we should have a great desire to see people saved. Dear God, give us a heart like yours to love people. May we be willing to extend your love and grace to those who so desperately need you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make Bible study and prayer the priority of your life. And if you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you love, because by sharing the Word of God, you can make a huge difference in someone's life. And let me encourage you to go to jackgram.org, that's jackgram.org, to find multiple resources, many resources for your Christian walk and life. God bless you, and have a great day. This episode is sponsored by MediShare an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality.